Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Smile Hard podcast. Happy April 25th. Happy Tuesday. Um, this is the last episode of April, and this is also the 17th episode I've ever made. I can't believe I've made 17 so far, and I'm so grateful for all of your support. It means the world to me, and it just keeps me going, knowing that a lot of you are listening and gaining value from me talking. It's pretty cool. So today I wanted to talk about something that has always been hard for me, and I think I'm getting better at it. I feel as though I'm getting better at it. And it's something that every human, uh, for the most part, deals with at some point in their life, and that is forgiving. How to forgive, when to forgive, why to forgive, and the importance of forgiving. So let's get into today's episode. Thanks for joining. My entire life, I've battled with holding grudges and not forgiving people for the things that they've done, no matter how big or small it was. Um, I don't know why. I just, I grew up that way. I don't think I was taught that way, but that's just what happened. When someone wronged me, when someone did something bad to me, it stuck with me. And then even worse than what happened to me, the memory of what happened stuck with me and it just continued to spiral and made the actual thing even worse than it was because I'm just not letting it go and not forgiving that person or those people for what they did. I've had high school bullies. I had elementary school bullies and it took me, you know, six years to finally forgive them for what they did and finally stop, you know, hating them or disliking them or ignoring them or, or wanting something bad to happen to them and forgiving what they did. And it took just a general understanding of perspective to understand where they came from and to know that, you know, my family and my friends are treating me better than their family or their friends are treating them or something in their daily life isn't giving them satisfaction. So they need to take out, you know, happiness from other people. That's kind of why you see negative comments on social media. It's because usually, usually the person's, uh, the person that's treating you poorly, whether it's online or offline, their parents are treating them poorly or their family's treating them poorly or something's going on in their life to the point where they needed to take it out on someone else. And unfortunately, if you're experiencing that or have experienced that, it was you at that certain point in time. No matter what you did to that person, if you were just walking down the street and someone, you know, threw a rock at you, something happened in their life to trigger them to throw a rock at you. They didn't just throw a rock at you because they're happy. They threw a rock at you because something is going on in their life or their relationship with their significant other or their relationship with their family or sibling or friends or themselves. Maybe they don't have any of that and that's triggering a bad relationship with themselves so they did something negative to you or your friend or your family member that you're experiencing is being treated poorly by someone else. Something's going on in that person's life to make them act a certain way. And it took me many years to understand that type of perspective and that general understanding of, you know, you don't just get treated poorly for no reason. Um, whether or not you feel like you were in the right or wrong, a lot of times you're in the right and someone just wants to treat you poorly. That's because something's going on in their life. And I know it is so hard, but, but they really, in that moment, more than anything, they need a hug. They need a message 
from you or from someone to let them know that they're important, that they are enough, that they mean something in this life because they're unhappy and they are taking it out on you or someone. And usually, lately, the past year or two, I've been practicing when I get a negative comment or a negative person in my life for whatever reason, typically it's not for any specific reason that I did, um, but for whatever reason they're treating me poorly, I try to extend my hand and extend my love and say like, hey, just so you know, you're loved and um, just sending my love from Colorado or or, I, I hope you're doing well today. Or something, even if their comment was like, screw you, you muffin looking head. I don't know. That was stupid. But <laughs> you know what I mean. I just extend that extra hand and I try to give them a he- hug, whether it's virtual or in real life, because that's what they need in that moment. Have you ever been down to the point where you like take it out on someone, whether it's like being really rude or just barely rude and you don't actually mean to be rude, but y- there's just something going on in your life that's just not right. So you take it out by doing something bad to someone or something or a bunch of people. I think we've all been there, no matter if it's like super small or super big, whatever it was, we've all been there. So we, we have to understand that usually the person that's treating us poorly is in that moment. So I've been practicing how to forgive my whole life. I've been, you know, holding on to grudges and just not able to forgive people And I think that just came with, you know, a poor understanding or perspective of what is actually happening because humans at the end of the day, kindness over everything kind like humans are driven off kindness. And even if I don't know, I, I have this like feeling that even if dictators and whatever bad leaders all like if something were to bad happen if somehow like some nuclear bomb went off and there was still like half the world alive we would all come together because at the end of the day kindness is what keeps us going even though it feels like war is like you know causing like the process of elimination and evolution and all this stuff i think kindness is actually doing that and um that's just a a subject for another day, I guess, but kindness over everything. So I've been really trying to forgive those people who have done me wrong my whole life or, um, yeah, no matter if it was big or small, I'm just trying to forgive more. And something that I've learned by being able to forgive is literally a giant mental and physical weight when you do forgive is lifted off of your body, lifted off of your chest and like right away, like boom, when you forgive, no matter if it feels right or wrong, it is right usually, and you feel a hundred pounds lighter and you feel happier because you just got that off your chest and like that isn't holding you down anymore. You are bigger than that thing. You are bigger than the grudge. You are bigger than the moment that caused you to be upset. You're bigger than that. You're a better and bigger person because you forgive forgave that person or forgave those people that treated you poorly you're instantly lighter it feels so much better and it puts a big smile on your face and it just i don't know i just when i do it i just feel so much better and if you have forgiven someone or something you probably know that feeling of like that feeling of relief like 
it's over. I am not upset at you anymore. I don't care. Like, we're past this moment. I forgive you. Let's just keep going with our life. We have one life. I don't want to be upset at you my whole life. So let's get past it. The reason why it's so hard to forgive people is because as human beings, our initial reaction when we get hurt is that we feel we need to hurt the person back or we need to make things even. Like they don't deserve our love because they just hurt us. And almost always, that's just not the case. The right thing to do is to forgive that person. And you don't really know it until you do. That person just called me fat. Why should I forgive that person? They broke my heart. Why should I forgive that person? They did this. Why do they deserve my love? It's very easy to get wrapped around that sense of thinking. But your whole life, do you want to be wrapped around that sense of thinking? Do you want to always think that way? Your whole life? I feel like one of our challenges in life, one of the ways that our creator has <laughs> challenged us, I guess, and made things difficult is uh, is to find that compassion and that perspective and that understanding to forgive that person no matter how hard it can be, no matter how annoying it can feel, no matter what the circumstance is, because that person is in a lower place than we are. And they don't even realize it, but they took it out on you. They did something to hurt you. Even though you didn't deserve it, they did. And they just need your love. They need someone to care for them in that moment. For some people, Forgiving people is hard because it makes us look weak and it makes us feel weak and we don't want to feel and look weak. We want to feel and look strong. And although in the moment it, it feels like that, when you do forgive that person, you will understand that that was the strong thing to do. That's what the stronger person does is forgive. But it's hard. It's hard to get past that bridge. And if you've never done it before, it's especially hard. But if you have done it before and you're, you know, challenged with doing it again, you you know how hard it can be. And in my experience, forgiveness frees you. Forgiveness al allows you to take your power back in a certain way. It it gives you more uh, energy and emotion, and it just lifts that giant weight off of your chest or your back or your head. Uh, recently, I was challenged with this entire topic, and I came across having to forgive someone and it felt so good this thing that's been lingering over me for months and months finally lifted and whether that's headed in the right direction or not for this particular situation it feels good to finally forgive i'm not in the mode of forget and move past i'm, I'm still working on that for this specific situation and sometimes forgiveness and forgetting and moving on takes longer than other times. You know, it depends on the situation and it depends on what happened. It depends on how important those people or that person is to you. It just depends. Every situation is different, but I think the right thing to always do is to forgive. Another thing that I've noticed is it has helped my health, like my mental health and stress and anxiety by forgiving. Um, it's just helped in so many ways and when you hold a grudge it takes a huge toll on your body your mind your spirit and you 
are battled with, you know, like anger and depression and anxiety and stress and negativity, like a negative outlook on life when you have these, you know, grudges that you're holding because you're not able to focus on the things that you love fully and the, the things that you want to do in life fully because you're holding this grudge and you're holding this thing above your head and you're constantly thinking about it. But when you do finally find the courage and compassion, or maybe you don't get to that point, but you get to the point of you're so depressed that like this is the last answer, no matter how you get there, when you do forgive, you, you'll you understand how good it feels to to do it. Now let's say, let's flip the script. Let's say you did something to someone and you were good friends with this person or they're your best friend or they're your boyfriend or girlfriend or wife or husband, but you hurt them in a moment. You hurt them. It caused them to be different around you and to hold a grudge towards you. And you are to the, you're at a point where this happened weeks ago or months ago or days ago or hours ago and you feel terrible about it and you just want them to forgive you but you know they blocked you or they don't want to talk to you or you know they need a couple of weeks to think about it and figure it out you know that like how how horrible it feels you want them to forgive you and you didn't actually mean it and you have so much love for that per- person and compassion and you just want them to forgive you. You're doing everything you can and you want them to forgive you. And if you're ever on their side of the story, like, or on their side of the situation, now you know for next time it's going to be a lot easier to forgive someone because you've been on this side where you've been rude and you didn't fully mean it and you just want that relationship back with that person. Forgiveness is a powerful tool and it doesn't come at a low cost it's hard it's expensive for your mind to do this and your body to do this and your actions to to do this it's a it's a hard thing but i've noticed that every time i've forgiven someone or asked for forgiveness begged for forgiveness and it finally you know happens whether you're on that side or this side it feels so much better once it's over it's almost like you you can you'll eventually filter out your friends into your best friends throughout life and you'll notice if you think back you'll notice that you had these arguments and fights with some of your closest friends because forgiveness was there and you were able to make up with each other and get past those fights and get past those things and it actually creates a stronger bond between the two people i've noticed that specifically for myself and if you're not fighting if you're not having debates if you're not forgiving each other you're not actually getting to that next level of love and compassion for one another. Some of my best friends in life, whether it was mental or physical, we've been in fights and, you know, we've been in many fights and many disagreements and that's just what makes friends more unique is that you don't always have to be identical and you can agree to disagree and you can have fights but forgive each other and get past those crazy speed bumps because that's what life is whether it's with a friend or with a job or with a hobby or anything in life, you have speed bumps. And one of our challenges is as a human to get past those speed bumps. And forgiveness is a giant tool to help us get past them. 
Forgiveness will help you move forward on a spiritual path. It'll help you find a path to peace. It's an act of kindness and goodness. It'll it'll get you to your end goal. I've noticed that my mic, I'm, I'm definitely breaking away from the topic, but I've noticed that there's a lot of like going on. Uh, so I am very sorry for everyone's ears if that is loud. I don't know what to do. This mic is acting up the past few weeks. It's been weird. If you've been listening, you know that it's been weird and I've been recording on my phone and figuring out the mic, but regardless, we're here and I just apologize if it's, you know, <laughs> sorry, that's, I know that's annoying, but it's just like a baby breath from my voice and it's creating a loud reaction on the mic and very annoying. Maybe I should just talk like this. Anyways, um, yeah, forgiveness is so important and I challenge all of you to forgive more. And if there's a grudge between you and your dad or you and anyone out there, you and a teacher, whatever it is, if there's a grudge, if there's tension, if there's, if you know you love this person and you know one day you'll get back on track with that person, or maybe not, maybe you are unsure that you'll ever be friends with them again, try forgiving. Try to get your mind to that moment. It's a giant relief. And if you forgive and things don't work out, you know that it's not meant to be with that person or those people. But if you forgive and things do work out, it'll make that bond even stronger, stronger than it's ever been. So I've had some crazy life things happening recently. I want to talk about some life updates with you guys. Um, It means the world that you're sharing this with me and uh, you're some of my favorite audience because when you're listening to this, I know that you are also on my other platforms, but you usually interact with me the most and you message me and you let me know that you got value and insight from these specific parts of these specific episodes on my podcast. And it means the world because usually I'm not this personal and I don't talk like this in all my other social media platforms. And those who follow me, you know that. Um, But anyways, I just wanted to say thank you all. And I love you all. And you're some of my favorite followers and closest followers when you do listen to this podcast. Um, So life update number one. This one's probably the biggest. Well, Kendall and I will probably be leaving Colorado pretty soon. Um, Our lease is supposed to be up in October, but we're going to try and sublease. It's just not working out here, you know, and that's okay. It's all about experiences. And I think there's so much beauty here and it's great for certain people. But it's just not working out for us. We've noticed that it hasn't been good for uh, us as individuals and us as a couple. Um, and it's just, it's just not, you know, uh, living up to the expectation. There's the words. It's beautiful and I want to visit, but I don't want to live here. It's basically a desert if you haven't been here before. And if that sounds harsh and you do live here, then you haven't been to the East Coast before because... Uh, it is a desert. If you're not like right by the mountains, which even the mountains are basically a desert. Um, if you're anywhere East 10 minutes from the mountains, it's just brown, dry and windy. And, uh, just like, it's like living in the middle of Florida, you know, there's beautiful or oceans two hours away and there's nothing wrong with living in the middle of Florida. There's so much beauty in the middle of Florida. I love the farmland there and everything, but I'm just comparing this to if you're living in the middle of Florida, but you love, love, love the ocean, and that's why you're in Florida, but you live in the middle of Florida. You know, that's kind of what I'm getting to. You know, if if you're not in the middle of the mountains at a ski resort, you don't live there, which 
is so hard to do. There's no houses available. I've been, we've been looking and if they are available, there's no way to afford them unless you're very, very wealthy. But, uh, I don't want to keep complaining because it's been a great experience. Any experience in life is a good experience and you have to go through rough times and, um, you know, living in bad places to understand where you don't want to be in life and where you just want to visit. And I think that's this state for us. So anyways, the plan is May will be the last month trying to sublease. If anyone's looking for a home in Fort Collins, Colorado, let me know. Uh, it's, it's a short few months that, uh, we'll have this house left. So if you want a couple months, to live in Fort Collins, Colorado, um, this is a great opportunity because usually you can't find like a few months of rent. That That's what we would love to find is like a place that's subleasing because it's cool to live there and experience it for a few months instead of a full year. But anyways, um, I think we'll hop in the van, get a storage unit again like we did when we got out here, but uh, try some other states. And I think... We'll explore all of the mountains here before we leave because we haven't gotten a chance to do that. We've been working our butts off just to afford to live here because it's so expensive. So we'll travel in the van, explore this beautiful state, and then I think we're going to head back east, um, maybe to the Smoky Mountains somewhere. North Carolina would be the goal, uh, but we are just going to explore all those states. They're very cheap compared to this state. And... Um, it's a, I think North Carolina is a perfect blend between Florida and Colorado. If you've been to blo- both, if you've been to all three places, you know uh, what I mean, because Florida is just hot, muggy, lush, like it, it, although it is lush, beautiful, and there's just fruits everywhere and greenery everywhere and sunshine, you do know that there is that mugginess and hotness that comes with it. Um, and then if you've ever been to Colorado, you know that it's dry, brown, windy, uh, but also so beautiful. There's a lot of beauty in the mountains and again, so much sunshine. North Carolina, if you've ever been there, it is the perfect blend of the two. Every time I'm there, I just fall in love with it. So, um, I think that'd be a cool landing spot if we're going to buy a house or build a house. It's a lot cheaper. Um, I don't know if that's the end end goal. I got a text. Hello. Uh, but we're just exploring and that's part of life. That's how you got to do it. And then uh, eventually the goal would be to live in the mountains, have a tiny home in the mountains and a tiny home on the water. And it'd be kind of cool to look at, you know, like Charleston, South Carolina, Outer Banks. There's all those places, Savannah, Georgia, and where we just were in St. Augustine, Florida. That's just always going to be one of my favorite places on earth. It's so beautiful there. So anyways, that's a big life update. I think that's coming soon. And uh, if it is, you'll probably be listening to podcasts on my phone for a few weeks instead of this mic because we'll be in a van or we'll be traveling around and figuring it out. And I can't wait to update you guys on what's going on. Uh, but I just wanted to let you know because I'm excited. <laughs> I'm ready to do the next thing, get to the next chapter. It's been a very, very long and cold winter. Um, that's a big thing pushing us there. It's like Yes, the summers here are so great. They're the best place I've ever been for summer. But that's three months of the year. That's one fourth of the year. And like everyone I talk to about this, all the locals, they're like, uh, whenever you're, you know, like I'm down because it's 20 degrees outside, they're like, just wait for summer. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't wait 
nine months of the year for a good day, I am struggling because I used to be outside every single day without a shirt. And now I'm outside with a uh, base layer, a t-shirt, a hoodie, and a coat. And it's just not the same. And I appreciate that way of living. And I want to visit that way of living when there's snowboarding and skiing involved and all those things. Um, but that's just not who I am. And that I've learned that a lot of people love the cold and love the winter. And I think that's great. We need both. We absolutely need both. And I don't want to be talking negatively to those and making you feel bad if you do love those because um, we need those people because I am the opposite type of people. And we need to balance out this earth because uh, that's th- there's a lot of people and uh, we need to disperse them. We can't all live in the same place. Um, so that's the, that's just the beauty of humans. I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, second life update. It will be with the company. This is this is about the company, uh, Beaten Path Co. So we are officially doing our first order with REI very soon. This is going to be interesting with our move. Um, I think if we just have a storage unit and we still are able to like have a PO address, I don't know, we'll be able to figure all this out. But it, it's unfortunate to be moving around so much when you when the company is just now starting to lift off and we have these things going on. But uh, June, there will be some beaten path hats in the Denver flagship REI, the Fort Collins, Colorado REI, and the Jacksonville, Florida REI. Just two types of hats from my company. Um, but I'm so grateful that there are any products in any REIs. It's such a cool opportunity. And I have so many friends and uh, social media friends that are just excited to see them on the shelves and go buy them and go look at them. And so am I, I I feel like I'm going to just camp out in the store when I see it and just look at it all day long because it's just such a big milestone that, you know, I've been working on for a straight year now. So, um, that's coming. And then we got in a new surf shop called Vado surf. Uh, sorry, not Vado surf. It, I, I'll explain why I said Vado surf. Uh, it's Vado clothing co, but they, it's a really cool story. So this girl, Leah from Florida moved to Colorado, um, I think around the same time we did, and she missed that surf shop feel and wanted to bring it to Coloradians. Coloradians? Floridians? I think that's how you say it. Anyways, um, if you live in Florida and you wear Patagonia, it's basically the same thing what she's trying to do here. It's living in Colorado and wearing Vans and Billabong and all those things. Just because you don't have a certain element doesn't mean you can't wear those clothing if that's also what your heart loves. Um, so that is almost identical to the mission of my company. And we just, you know, fell in love with each other's missions when we met. And uh, anyways, there's going to be some Beaten Path products in her store in downtown Fort Collins. So stay tuned for that if you live here or if you're visiting. Check it out. It's a really cool store. It literally is like my my heart it's it's like if I were to make a store, it would be that. And it's what we've been missing here. We need this shirt, surf shop feel. It's basically a surf shop without surfboards. So just surf clothing uh, for people that love the surf culture. It's really cool. And anywhere from graphic tees to cool hats to uh, nice button ups and dresses. It's really, it's a really neat store and they, she made it perfect. It's a really cool spot. So go check that out. I don't really talk about my family too much, but, uh, 
whenever I listen back to all these podcasts in the future, I'd regret it if I didn't say it. Um, my big brother, Devin, he got a house with his new wife, with my uh, sister-in-law, Natalie. Um, it's really cool. It's in, it's in Lando Lakes, Florida. They've been trying to get it for years and finally got it. So uh, congrats to you. I'm super proud of you guys and excited to visit you guys more often in your new home. It's a great home, and we just visited it for the first time. And I'm just so happy for you guys. So I love you um, and keep crushing it. Are there any more things going on in my life? What's going on in my life? Um, I recently got into matcha again. That's insignificant, but, you know, uh, coffee hurts me sometimes. So matcha is a good alternative. Those of you who listen to my episode every week know that I answer uh, the questions that you send me, a couple of questions on every episode. So let's get into this week's questions. So usually I pick like two questions and I go really in detail with them, but I thought this episode would be kind of cool to pick, you know, five to 10 questions and just rapid fire answers. Um, So I'm going to do that. So first question, this one comes from my buddy, um, Blake. He says, who's your current favorite music artist? Um, Great question, Blake. Uh, Him and I bond over a lot of similar music. So that's kind of what I'm thinking, why he asked that. Currently, I've been super into like that Tennessee uh, funk rock, like old, I don't know what to call it, like I guess Bob Dylan era, uh, Woody Guthrie, anywhere from those to like James Brown, even like Elvis. I I don't know if that's exactly where they originated, but I know that they were popular there during the um, MLK like craze and everything. I, I feel like uncultured, but I've been super into those and... I've just been playing those on repeat for probably like two to three weeks now. Uh, I also think because I'm about to possibly move over there to the Smokies, I'm just getting in that mood for summer. And it's just, I don't know, it's been making my hips and my feet move. So uh, it's its its fun. Good question, Blake. Let's go to the next one. Um, this one comes from, I'm definitely going to botch how uh, to pronounce this. So I'm very sorry. Miriam Alamhu. Alhamud. Miriam Alhamud. Um, how to maintain your emotions in difficult situations? Great question. It's, you know, this is an ongoing type of answer because it just changes throughout your life and eventually you'll master uh, how to maintain your emotions in a difficult, in a difficult scenario. Um, so I guess this kind of goes back to forgiveness. Um, I think... You know, it just, it it depends on every situation. It depends on where you're at in life. It depends on who said it and how aggressive they said it. Was it physical? Was it mental? Um, But we all go through difficult situations, big or small, mental or physical. Um, How to maintain your emotions. I, I typically practice, you know, that deep breath. Look at it from their perspective. That's kind of the first thing I do. Uh, Don't take it like instantly personal, no matter what, because something drove them to say that I I've been able to look at it from a peaceful situation and that hasn't been my whole life you know I definitely have struggled in the past and held a grudge and been upset or yelled back at them but now at the point I am in my life whenever there's a difficult situation as far as I can remember I take a deep breath and I think about it from their perspective I ask myself okay what's the best way to go about this? You know, this person just said this to me or this person just made me feel this way or, you know, there's road rage or whatever. 
I, I think about what's the best way to react um, and would I regret reacting a certain way? So I guess my answer to that is, you know, how, how do I maintain my emotions? I look at their perspective, you know, I've said it three times, so sorry, I'm being repetitive, but I don't just take it personally right away. I think about it differently. I, I take a respectful outlook on it and I take a deep breath and I tell myself they didn't mean that they don't actually feel that way. They're coming from a worse place in life. Give it time. You know, time is always the best medicine, but try to look at it from a uh, love perspective over a hate perspective. I know I'm kind of like going on too long about this, but just take a deep breath. Everything's going to be okay. And ask yourself, would you regret reacting a certain way? And then if you are telling yourself, yeah, I would regret it, then don't act that certain way. Act differently. Take a Zen attitude about it. I know it's hard, but that's the whole thing we talked about today with forgiveness. It's going to be better if you do that. Okay, I'm going to go more rapid fire because that was kind of a long answer. So this one comes from uh, username Kisserenity is how I think you pronounce that. Uh, You asked me, how do you get your hair so perfect? Um, Thank you for the compliment. I don't think it's fully perfect, but um, I do. I am aware that it. I do have nice hair, and I uh, try to be humble about it. But um, you know, first things first. I don't wash it too often. I think we're all learning that uh, washing your hair with shampoo and conditioner every day is actually bad for your hair. Um, so shampoo, I do shampoo like once every two weeks. You can kind of learn uh, what works best for your hair, and then I do conditioner maybe twice a week max. Um, but very rarely do I wash it. I just rinse it. I don't like roughhouse it with a towel. I just barely rub it with a towel. And then I use something called leave-in conditioner. I think the Garnier brand, whatever is cheapest, to be honest, I do leave-in conditioner. And then I use this thing called, uh, molding paste. I think it's called, let me make sure. Let me go check. Okay. I'm back. Uh, it's not called molding paste. It's called taming cream. I was very off on that. And I use the Harry's brand. It's, again, kind of whatever's cheapest and slash best. Um, You know, it's still not like super chemical crap, but it it is on the cheaper end. And then I throw a hat on it. This is all after the shower. So I shower pretty much always. I don't wash my hair. I just rinse it. I barely dry it. And then I use uh, leave-in conditioner and then the taming cream. And then I throw a hat on for like 10 to 30 minutes, whatever, uh, whatever it may be in the morning. And it just kind of like keeps it in that form. Um, and then it dries throughout the day. So yeah, super simple for the most part. I actually made a YouTube video on it. If you're interested in watching the full process, I made it like two years ago. I've been doing this for like probably like eight years. So, uh, I haven't switched it up in a long time. I also, when I lived in in Florida, I used, uh, you know, ocean water a lot to wash it and I wouldn't wash it in the shower. And I think that really did help my hair. Um, I think it's, this is personal preference, but I've noticed that if I, if I barely go in the ocean, like once a week and don't keep going in the ocean, it actually is bad for your hair. But if I were to do it like every other day or every day, it was actually good for my hair. Anyways, uh, yeah, check out my YouTube video on it. It's, uh, my username is Miles Dittmar and you'll see where I made my, how I do my hair video. Thanks for asking that great question. 
and thanks for the compliment. Next question. This one comes from username Moonblood. Uh, you asked me favorite adventure you went on. I have two. I have two that I can think of. Um, I mean, I have so many, but top two. I'll just say top three really quick. Most recent one was with Oregon, uh, or was with Blake, the person who asked the first question, my buddy, and we went to Oregon. Um, it was an amazing adventure, and it just really opened my perspective up on life because I've never been that far west. It's a very cool place to visit. Definitely do it if you can. Uh, second one, geez, I have so many, but second one that I can think of was two years ago, 2021 summer. My family and Kendall and I and Natalie, my brother's uh, wife, we all went to uh, North Carolina to Asheville, but we also stopped in some other places on the way and did some hikes. And then Kendall and I did a hike in South Carolina slash Georgia border. Uh, that's one of my favorite places, Tulula Falls, I believe, the the gorge there. It's a very cool hike, and then you get to the bottom. It's a giant slippery rock. There's a bunch of people always at the bottom. It's a really cool time. And then, geez, so many things. Uh, I think just like... Kendall and I used to do adventures to St. Augustine and sleep in the car, but I think what ties with those is when I was like in high school and just out of high school, we would just do so many adventures to Wikiwachi with all of our friends and like my good, good friends, Coy and Connor and Calvin and all my buddies back home in Tarpon Springs, Florida. We would go up, it's like an hour drive north and this beautiful spring, we would all kayak or um, paddleboard and we would stop at trees and do tree jumping we would swim with manatee and you're not supposed to touch them but yes we would touch them because they would basically like bump into us and it's so so cool to see a manatee up close and to like just you know be embraced with them and not to be mean with them and harmful with them but to be quite the opposite and when you're that close with them you get to see all the gouges in their back from all the boats and all the things that mankind has done to them and it's just so sad so it gives you a perspective on it i wish that it wasn't illegal to touch them because it should be illegal to harass them but when you are that close and you get to touch an animal like that it gives you a different perspective on them and gives you a sense of understanding and love and compassion for that animal at least it gave me and my friends that so that would be they're all kind of tied all those adventures i can't pick one uh i'm gonna go to the next question great question that one stumps me Next question. This one is from Alex19ander19. That's the username. Uh, Alex asked me, when you're feeling down, what's the one thing that always cheers you up? The thing I can think of instantly that, I mean, I have a lot of things. Again, it's hard to pick, but the thing that came right to mind is uh, skimboarding or doing something that is almost rebellious. For example, snowboarding on a golf course. Uh, in my in my case, I went to a golf course that they allow you to snowboard and and uh, sled on when there's hill or when there's snow on the hills. Um, they don't really mind, so it feels wrong, but it's actually not wrong. But like skimboarding on a flooded golf course or doing something like that, going to the beach, doing a board sport, you know, doing any sport, going outside and um, well, going outside, I guess, would be my my answer to that, my short answer. But going outside and shooting basketball hoops or a quick run, but really, really happy. Like when I really get happy, when I think of when I'm really happy, it's doing like skimboarding or surfing. 
or being with a group of friends, being with someone. If you're alone and you're feeling down, getting on the phone with someone, talking with someone, but for me, more importantly, going outside with someone um, is, is, is what gets me out of that funk. That's what cheers me up. Okay, next question. This question is how to stop worrying over someone. There's no username, so uh, there's just the question. How to stop worrying over someone? Great question. It's very hard when you are worried about someone. Um, how I've gotten past that, I've just, you have to look at it as like if you've been worrying about them for like weeks or days or whatever, you got to step away from the moment, step away from who you are, look at it as a third person from a bird eye view, uh, bird's eye view, and just ask yourself, is worrying actually helping this situation? Is by worrying benefiting me? Is worrying benefiting them? Is it benefiting us? Is it benefiting the situation in any way? If not, which almost always it's not, most of us always over worry because that's because we love that person. And when you love someone or you care about a situation or somebody or a group of people, you do tend to worry because that's just life and you love them and you don't want anything bad to happen to them. So you worry about it. But worrying actually gets you nowhere. It actually makes the situation worse, you'll find. So just look at it from a third person's perspective. Look at it from someone that's completely an outsider from the situation. For example, if there was two people worrying, like your friend worrying about her boyfriend or something, and you walked in and they explained the situation, that's that's the point of view the point of view that I want you to look at your situation from is that person worrying about that person actually helping this situation? No, it's probably not. So step back, ask yourself, is this helping? And if you find yourself saying no, then you got to stop worrying or you got to start to worry less or just try worrying less and see if that actually helps. You'll find that it probably does, but like everything in life, it takes experience and it takes trial and error and it takes uh just over worrying to understand that you don't need to over worry <laughs> so don't uh think about it too hard but try to try to step back and see if that's actually helping okay wow i'm glad we got to go rapid fire through some questions i get a lot of questions so i f- always feel bad that i don't get to answer them there are <laughs> hundreds if not thousands but um You can always message me if you want me to DM you back my answer. If I don't get to answer it on this podcast, Um, send me a message through any social media platform, uh, preferably Twitter at SmileHardPod. That's where I uh, directly answer and look at questions for this podcast. So you can ask me questions at SmileHardPod or you can ask me questions on any platform. I do get back to everyone. So I just want to say thank you guys for making it this far in the podcast. Um, I hope you guys have a lovely rest of your week. Thank you for listening to the Smile Hard Podcast. I love you all. And remember, forgiveness is a beautiful tool. Try it out sometime. I think you'll, uh, I think you'll like it. Love you guys. Have a good rest of your day.